Hey there, Ralph Garman here. Thanks so much for checking out this free edition of The Ralph Report. If you like what you hear, do me a favor. Subscribe to The Ralph Report so we can put some fun in your ears five days a week. And you can listen for as little as $3 a month. So subscribe today so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report and sign up. Welcome to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Well, hello there, boys and girls. Welcome to The Ralph Report. So happy to have you joining us on this Wednesday. See, now Wednesday's a good day. Yeah? Well, Wednesday's the hump day. Oh, that's right. We Once can see the you're weekend, done listening to The Ralph Report on a Wednesday, it's all downhill right. into the weekend. It's basically which is the weekend. What we all want. Because Tuesday's blow. We established that yesterday. The Ralph Report. Don't be born on a Tuesday. That's right. <laughs> you know what happens when you're born on a Tuesday? <laughs> this guy over me? here. Me? Yeah. Um, by the way, real quick confession. Yeah. After yesterday's conversation about Eddie being born on a Tuesday, yeah. I was like, I don't think I know what day I was born oh. on. What day were you born so on? So I dialed up uh, the old Google, put in November 17th, 1964, Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess the Tuesday thing doesn't really hold anymore. <laughs> We can't, we can't blame Eddie on Tuesdays. Oh, that's amazing. I, I too, was born on a that's Tuesday. That's amazing. What are the odds? <laughs> well, one out of seven, I, I guess, guess, but still. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah, it is a Wednesday, however. That's the important part. It is Wednesday, November 10th, year of our goddess Lilith 2021. It is right to give her thanks and praise, just like it's right for you guys to be joining us today on The Ralph Report. Speaking of joining us, a very special salutations to our four-star generals who are joining us live as we record this once a week. We give them a little special treat of allowing them to hang out with us here in the Batcave and watch us do our thing. Always a pleasure to have them on hand, so thank you, four-stars, for being here with us. Uh, for the rest of you, we're hearing this on a, a Wednesday morning or whenever it is you listen to it. We got a hell of a show lined up for you today. Because on the counter, you want to know why? Well, Steve Ashton's going to be on hand. Ooh. What more would you need? That's it. That's all you need. That's enough to get you in the door. That's right. But on top of that, it's also One Hit Wonder Wednesday. Mm. Perhaps one of the truest One Hit Wonders we've ever done on this show. Okay. This is a, a, a duo who had a smash hit single. Yeah. Released an album, mm -hmm. boom, that was it, gone. That was it. No more. Oh, Never worked together that's again. terrible. Truly a one-hit wonder. That's coming up later on. We've got uh, entertainment news. we got phone calls. we got a lot of good stuff on today's show. You're going to say, hump day? Yeah. Yeah, I know who I want to hump. It's the Ralph Report. Doc guarantee. That's what you're going to say, or something along those lines. Uh, for folks who are curious, why my voice is a little raspy, uh, yesterday my kid Olivia had her season-ending uh, basketball game. She okay. plays basketball for her elementary school, nice. and uh, it was an away game, and I am known as the loud dad on the sidelines screaming uh -oh. uh, instructions to the team. And Just coaching from the sidelines. Cheering yeah. them on with support and love. And, love? Uh, yes. I do it all with love. <laughs> so I was yelling, seriously yelling. Oh, yeah. And I had the mask on and everything, so you got to oh. yell through the mask. You got to double your volume. So I'm a little shaky today. Oh, so. I really would love to have been there. Hope you will uh, <laughs> forgive me for that. 
But I'm uh, also... I'd love to ride on the drinking board. Having a little cocktail. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Do you need to get the introductions out of the way? It soothes the uh, throat. Hey, you know what? Let me tell you something. Let me do my show, for Christ's sake! Yeah. All right. What he said. We'll get to the introductions. I didn't know. Jesus. Fine. You in a hurry? Got no, I got go? nowhere to go. I'll be here all night. Well, then. Until you kick me out. Just Let's just relax and I'm have relaxed. a good time. I'm relaxed. Short You are a short Eddie's yeah. worried the show's not going no, the way it I just, should. We usually, I'm just trying to follow the, the order of the show. I know the template. Okay. I'll get to everything. Okay. I'm your old podcast pal, Ralph Garman. And sitting here in the Batcave with me is the Rear Admiral himself. Born on a Tuesday. <laughs> Sheriff of Ghost Town. Eddie Penny. Stanley's dad. And... We're going to find out in a moment whether he's still firing blanks or whether he's got one in the chamber. Is his penis like an unguarded gun on the set of rust? Too soon. <laughs> Too soon. Or is it safe for him to be firing in your general direction? There's only one way for us to find out. It's... Oh, God. Some folks call him Eddie Pence. Hey, everybody. Yo ho, Eddie. It's not too soon. That's probably not. You're right. Because it was used in a different context. That's true. You're right. You know, we're not talking about actual. No, we're talking about bullets. My, we're talking about my semen. That's right. So I was, I had to take my semen in yesterday to get it tested to see. Um. I had to take my cum in yesterday oh, to get see, it tested. Bill Shatner can say it, but you can't. And this is weird because I've never had to. I never had to uh, do it into a cup before. I've never done it into a cup before. Never ever 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 done it into a cup. I've done it into socks and tissue. I've done oh, it, I've done for it Christ's sake. other ways, but I've never done it into a cup for medical purposes. Even during all of this process? No. Oh, I guess this would be your first. This is my first test, go around. Right? Yeah. Okay. Never done it's it. It's so funny because uh Carrie and I had uh Olivia and her late brother Lincoln IVF. Yeah. We couldn't so get So you had pregnant. to test your fertility and all so, that. So but not only that, but I was constantly seems like going into a cup because then they have to, you know, when they do right. the the fertilization, they right. gotta, you gotta give them a sample then, and right. then you're testing beforehand, you're testing after. I never had to do any of that. Oh, so many cups. I've never, I've never done it. Filled a so many, overflowed so many cups. <laughs> just saying. So you're, you just, uh, for your first time. First time. And look, what, first of all, this is a personal, little bit, uh, personal information. I mean, I, I don't, I don't have a large emission. Oh. My God. It Is just, that part of the I mean, story we needed to know? It's like a runny nose at best. Oh, my so let's just, Lord, I'm so very uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm glad I poured myself a large Gentleman it's a, Jack. It's a slight runny nose uh, on a good day. Come on, man. <laughs> so I really had to get the cup up in there. I had to really get into the cup. <laughs> to crawl inside I really the cup. had to put it into the cup. To come get it. <laughs> it was little room for error, is what I'm saying. Eddie! So I did it. I got it in the cup. And I took it down to the, the the cedar cyanide or wherever I go, and semen cyanide. Semen cyanide. Sounds but, like. But before the, I'm on the cedars app the night before, going, "Hey, I need to bring in a sample. Do I just bring it in? Do you guys have to know I'm bringing it in? How do we do this? I've never done this before." And she comes back and she writes, "Come coming." You have to yell that when you come through the door. Incoming. Yeah. So she's she writes back. I, I assume it's a her. Why? I don't know. Just the, the tone of the text sounded very feminine. Very sexist. It's not sexist. It's, it's very totally kind sexist. and loving. Well, there, Unlike, are, there are kind and loving men. I That's haven't all met I'm one. Saying. 
You're looking at one. No. So she, I, they will say they. All right, let's. Because we're there. And they say, uh, bring it in between nine and three. I'll put you in the schedule. I'm like, okay. Because the, the doctor only inspects semen <laughs> on Mondays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays in the morning. Right. That's his semen schedule. Sure. So I'm like, I want to do it while you're still hungry. Right. So I got to wake up in the morning, take the kid to school, come back, do it into a cup. Put the kids in a cup. Put the other kids in a cup, his brothers into a cup. And I take it down there and I show up and the lady at the desk has no idea. I'm sitting there with a cup of my, you know, seed of life yeah. in my hand. And she's... Was it a thimble? Did you bring a thimble? It wasn't or was much. It was an actual was size cup. a couple teardrops. Okay. Your penis is crying. That makes it's much that more sad. sense. It's that sad. So I walk in there and she looks like, what do you, I go, I'm here to drop off my sample. Cause I said sample. I don't know what you're, specimen. I said specimen. Mm. Cause I don't know what you're supposed to say. It's the problem with the medical business. It could be anything. Yeah. I don't want to come in. Here's my load. You could have a cup of poop. I guess I was you delivering a load. You could have a cup of urine. You could have anything. She so it's like your specimen Well, is. it's a urology department. So I assume they are anything and it's urine. Urine's right in. Right. It. Urine or semen. Yeah. So. I said, here's my specimen. She's like, what is this? I'm like, it's my, I was, I was told to bring it in. She's like, she looks up the computer. There's no record of me bringing in semen today. Mm. So she's like 10 minutes of me standing the there in the, in the waiting room with a cup of jizz. And she's finally gives me a sticker. She's like, okay, uh, take it back there. And I go, okay. So I walk back there and take I start. It, take it to the jizz library. Take, <laughs> take it behind the curtain. And so she's like, yeah, go in the bathroom. You can leave it in there. Yeah, that's what they do. They got a little spinny thing in there. You right, put in that's there. what I assumed. There's like yeah. a little door and you put it in there and the other side opens up and they yeah. take it. So and I go in the bathroom. The there's none of that. It's a sink, a table, and a toilet. No trap door? No trap door. Oh, boy. So I walk back out with the jizz. I'm like, sounds like a scam. <laughs> like To the guy, the orderly walks by or whatever you call those guys in the, I don't know. I go, hey, where can I put my, <laughs> my <laughs> specimen? Only you can make this simple task a fucking they one, made it act, difficult. one act play. So I go, where can I put my specimen? He's like, oh, you just leave it in the bathroom. I'm like, yeah, but there's no like spinny trap door thing. Do I just, he's like, just leave it on the table. I'm like, I don't want to leave a cup of my jizz just on the table. Other people are going in and out of this bathroom. All so like, precious. So what? Just well, leave some. You've, no le other... you've left cum in worse places. I true. I guarantee. True. Cum. I would have felt more comfortable had there been other cups of semen and or urine you on the to, table. You want a company? I, I, I didn't want to leave my kids there stand alone. Stand alone. Stand alone. Don't follow a path. Blaze a trail. It's like that first day of preschool when you take your kid and they finally go off on their own. You want them to have other kids there to play with. Oh, my God. So I just sit on the table and I walk out the door. Good. You did, did, did a simple task. <laughs> you completed a simple task. Taking something, putting it down, and walking away. I overthought it. True. <sighs> And I go home. I'm, the whole day I'm wondering, is my semen just out there or did it get to the place where it was supposed to go? I don't know. It's on a table in a bathroom. Born free, as and free the, as the wind blows. Late last night, like 11 a.m., 11 p.m., the doctor who only checks semen in the morning texted me. And he's like, I got your, your specimen. There's no sperm in your sample. I think you're good. Let's try back in a month. Success, success. We've done it. We've done it. So you're shooting blanks. Apparently, I'm 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 sterile, man. <laughs> just firing off just, dust. Just air comes out. Wow. It's like a 
pellet gun. Now, what did they say? Can you now uh, have marital relations with the lovely Tracy without, without a condom, without any barrier? Protection? I think I can. They said he wants to try again in a month just to make no, sure. You're not waiting another whole month. The whole reason you did this was so that you could have worry-free intercourse. Right. right. So fuck that guy. So we'll see. No, we won't we'll see. see. You're just doing it. You're gonna right after we're done here. I want you to go home. <laughs> Just, just bare back the shit out of my whisk wife. Whisk her off her feet and just show her what love <laughs> is meant to look like and feel like. It's been a while, man. Right? Without a condom, it's been a while. You're not going to know what to do with yourself. It's been like four years. You're going to be like, ah, all right. I'm going to be I gotta, 16 again. <laughs> She's going to be with your pants are still on. <laughs> <laughs> really? Is it over already? But it's such a little amount you won't even notice in my pants. Eddie! What have you done for me lately? Well, congratulations on your new sterility. Yeah, so we yeah. all couldn't be happier it's for a, you. It's been a long saga. Yeah, it has. Since July. Yeah, since the show started. It's been a long saga. <laughs> well, I'm glad to know you're free and clear and your yeah. testicles now are uh, useless yeah. and, and you're, you're good to go. I will no longer produce offspring. Now you can enjoy free love. Free love. Wherever I want. Till uh, Worry-free Cheating on my wife. Yeah. Isn't that going to be nice? That's no, be that's not the point of this that's at all. That's going to be great. You're, you're so not the cheater guy. I know. Because that would take some like effort on your part right. yeah, and machinations. That. And right. you'd have to like juggle a couple different scenarios. No. I don't see you. And as, I don't even cheat on my dreams. We've been through yeah, that. I know. So it's like, I'm just, it's not that. in me to do it. Yeah. So. Well, I guess uh, celebration is in order. Yeah, I'm happy. Well, it okay. makes this show even more special. Besides having the four-star generals on hand. And you uh, being barren. Yeah. It, what, Next step what, is Baldo, I what, think. Yeah, we got to get to the Next Baldo. Next step is Baldo, now that I'm sterile. And a lot of folks have been, uh, <laughs> frankly, a little cranky about the Baldo. Have saying, they? What about the Baldo? You guys got the Baldos. We were promised a Baldo update. Baldo. Baldo's been thrown around quite a bit by the Garmy. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. Literally, we're, it's coming. We're going to get around to it. It's just, you know. I had to take care of other stuff. Now I'm ready. I'm in the clear. Good now. things come to those who wait, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> we'll get to it. Pre, maybe we'll save it for our special holiday edition. Oh, there we go. Of the Ralph Report. What better way to celebrate? Gather the kids around. <laughs> Listen to a story. The holidays than with the Baldo. <laughs> he sounds like an elf. He sounds like someone who Ooh, works. Baldo the elf. Who works yes. at uh, Santa's toy maker. Yes. Hi, everybody. I'm Baldo. I'm in charge of gift wrapping. <laughs> I specialize in balls. Yes. All right. Let's get into today's show. Oh, before we do, real quick, yesterday we talked uh, maybe too much about uh, bacon-flavored vaginas. Oh, yeah. yeah that yeah. was a topic of uh, conversation yesterday. We did have yesterday. a bit of a talk about Angie that. Bacon was our big winner yesterday for the... Uh, drawn in 60 yeah. seconds. Sorry, art. Angie. And I, yeah, so funny because I asked her for her address. I sent her a quick email. I said, congratulations, <laughs> you won the art. Can I uh, have your address? She's like, oh, I can't believe I won. I can't believe it. that's amazing. I haven't had a chance to listen to the <laughs> show yet. <laughs> she hasn't even heard of the 10-minute like, bacon dude. Oh, well, about that, Ange. <laughs> Apologies in advance. She's like, what? I'm like, We'll, we'll talk again after yeah, you listen to just the listen, show. see if you still want it. But here's the thing. Like I was talking about I would like a, a bacon-flavored vagina. Yeah. That sounds like two great tastes that taste great together to me. All right, yeah. And uh, Eddie wants to throw bacon, some kind of bacon powder I'll down there. Throw on the douche. Maybe throw bacon bits in your underwear. I threw out douche. 
just as a, it's just a, all right, how do you flavor a vagina? What would you use to powder. introduce flavor? Why powder? Some sort of salve. <laughs> I don't want ointments or powders that clump or something. I don't want any of that. Okay, okay. Well, the answer has been given to us by Adrian Jones. Adrian, thank you so much. Set in this little uh, list of companies that make bacon lube. What? Bacon-flavored personal lubricant. Oh, I got to get that. That's the answer. Wow. Let me run through some of these companies for you. J&D's Bacon Lube. <laughs> they claim their, uh, their water-based bacon lube is proudly made in America and is the gold standard of meat-flavored massage oils. Wait, there's a whole line of meat-flavored massage oils? Not that I could see. I just saw the uh, the one bacon flavor. Oh, mine a pot roast. But they say, let's face it, people are passionate about sex and yeah. passionate about bacon. They are. According to a recent survey amongst Canadians, if they had to choose between having bacon or having sex, four out of ten men chose bacon. Wow. Now, that's what I'm saying. You put the two together, you get a little magic. That's 10 out of 10 people banging. So I take it upon myself to uh, go and order some J&D's bacon lube. You did. Out of stock. No word when they'll be back in stock. Is there a, is there a knockoff brand, bacon lube? Glad you asked. Because the next company <laughs> I looked into was a company called Oink. Oh. Oinkment? No. <laughs> Boink and Oink. Boink and Oink. Flavor, bacon-flavored personal oh, lubricant now available. Boink. We dish up the sizzle behind closed doors, says Boink and Oink. Oh, wow. Everything tastes better with bacon. True. Says Boink and Oink. Trig Laboratories is the name of the company, and their patented Boink and Oink bacon-flavored lubricant sells for the low, low price of $14.99. That's a steal. For a 4.6-ounce bottle. We are all about fun here, they say. Our formula is a formula for desire, and sometimes you desire bacon. So I go, all right, this is my company. I'm going to load up. Right. Out of stock. Oh, come on. Not available. It's the holidays are coming. No up. word on when they're going to have it. It's the holidays. So my last resort was a company called Lubed. Lubed? Lube, okay. apostrophe D. Okay. Lubed. And they promised that their bacon lube is edible and vegan. Hmm. So even if you're a vegan and you don't eat bacon... You can eat bacon. You know what, what I'm saying? you're Jewish. It's also, by the way, <laughs> it's kosher. It's kosher. It is. Good to know. It says here it's absolutely kosher. <laughs> Our products are designed with one goal in mind, bringing fun and flavor to the bedroom. Treat your taste buds to something a little extra tonight. They had the bacon lube in stock. But this is our third rate lube company. I don't know how they rate. I just know that there was only one company that still had supplies available. Right. Well, that might not be a good sign. Well, we're going to find out because right. I ordered some bacon lube and we're going to taste it here on the Ralph <laughs> Report and try it out. Not only that, but I ordered their entire meat-based lube oh, you did. line. So we're going to have uh, bacon lube, like a sampler platter, barbecue lube, and fried chicken lube is going to be arriving here shortly and we're going to do a taste test. <laughs> Oh, so, I don't know. There you go. I'm looking forward to this or not. Put that in your baldo and smoke it. Woo. So we're going to have uh, an interesting munch and Monday coming up sometime soon. <laughs> here on the Ralph Report. The Ralph Report. What happened to all the other Elamelons? That's a great question. What happened to the Elamelons? The world may never know. Nope. Let's turn now to the Ralph Report <clears throat> support team, which is you, the Garmy. We love it when you reach out to us. We can't do the show without you on, on every possible imaginable way you could interpret that statement. 
literally can't do this show without you being there. And we especially like it when you reach out to us and send us stuff, ideas, stories like Adrian Jones about all those uh, bacon lube companies. Yeah. I wouldn't have got that without the Garmy. We love it when you reach out to us, especially when you leave voicemail messages on the Ralph Report hotline. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, it's available to you. All you got to do is dial up that number one. <clears throat> Here goes the voice. <clears throat> Hold on, let me get a little booze. Booze lubricates my throat. Does it? Mm. I wonder if they have bourbon-flavored lube oh, for dude. sex. You never leave the bedroom. Oh, my God. <laughs> Be a lucky, lucky woman. Could you just use bourbon? No, you can't put alcohol down I guess it'll there. it'll burn, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's not good. Probably not good. Uh, where was I? Oh, just dial up that number, one eight three three. Hello. Yeah. Then I listen to your phone calls. Every single one of them, I grab a handful, and we put them here in a segment known as Garmy on the Line. The telephone is ringing. The Garmy's on the line. Ralph's going to play your calls see what's on your mind. Speaking of ladies that taste like bacon. Hi-ho, Kermit the Frog here. Well, I don't know about Angie Bacon, but I can tell you that my girlfriend does taste like bacon. Yay! <sighs> Kermit's girlfriend always well, tastes like bacon. Kermit and Fozzie would both call up. Wouldn't that be the best? <laughs> Fuzzy Bear. Gonna have all the Muppets stop by. <laughs> and speaking of my suggestion for how to flavor a vagina. Yeah. For fuck's sake. What? I just, you know, I'm just as God made me. I'm just a one man. <laughs> I do my best. And I'll accept scorn and criticism where it's due. Uh -huh. I don't think I I don't think I've earned this one. Ralph, I just had to pause the show. I'm literally, I'm driving to Lowe's to pick up Christmas lights. I had to pause the show. Bacon-flavored douche? Do you know how bad douching is for women? It's like the worst thing that we can do to our vulva. Okay. Do not douche. All right. Don't even bring up douching. Okay. Douching is a no-go. Oh, my gosh. You're probably going to get... A hundred calls on this. Didn't. And it's probably going to be a thing. But no. No to bacon-flavored douche. Mm, okay. No to douching in general. Gotcha. Let your vulva be. All righty. You don't need to douche. Okay. All right. Thanks, Thanks Ralph. Thanks for calling. I'm going back to the show now. All right. All right. Bye. Enjoy Lowe's. Here's the thing. I only got two phone calls from the anti-douche league. I didn't know there was an anti-douche league. It's not good for you. You're not supposed to upset the balance of your vagina. Your vagina is self-cleaning and it's fine. And right. douching is an antiquated patriarchal device that is really not no longer okay. utilized. But people still douche? Not really, no. Okay. Are they still Maybe available? Older people. I think they are. Summer's Eve? Yeah, I think they are. But you're not supposed to because it upsets the pH balance of your vagina mm. and it changes... Uh, your your natural state, and there's no reason to okay. ever do. I knew none about no none of this. Yeah, but I only got two calls about it. Yeah, because I think the vast majority of people who listen to the program realize it was a joke, <sighs> and I really wasn't advocating. First of all, douching in general, or secondly, that we actually invent some sort of bacon douche to put inside a woman's vagina. That right. I really think most people recognized I was being facetious yes. for comic effect. Yes. That I'm not really on the pro-douche right. side of the argument. Right. Hence right. my bacon powder 
comment. Yeah. It's also just the tag onto your bacon douche. I didn't comment. hear from anybody saying, don't put bacon powder on your vagina because that's not a thing. So I don't think you were in danger. People put baby powder on their vagina. Oh, no, they? no. You don't do that oh, anymore? Oh, my God, no. You don't do that anymore? I don't know what you do. The that vaginas? talcum powder will kill you. Does it? Yes, okay. there's lawsuits. I don't know, man. Read I don't, a I don't newspaper. Pay attention. Not that anyone I, reads newspapers anymore, but my God, no. I don't pay attention. No powders, no, no powder. nothing. Okay, Just no leave powders. the vagina alone. All right, don't touch it. But I wasn't being, I wasn't advocating douching on any particular level. So please let me make my, my case clear regarding my stand on big douche. I am not in their pocket. You're anti-douche. I am not, I am not working for big Mazengill. <laughs> I am anti-douche. I stand with the vulvas. That's good. Thank you. Hey, you know what day it is? Yeah, Wednesday. Keep going. November 9th. Oh, for fuck's sake. Hump day? It's the 10th. It's November oh, 10th. Oh, it's the 10th. I said it at the beginning of the show, it's November I 10th. I don't watch or listen to things. I know you don't. But you know what November 10th is? Well, you know you don't, but you're about to find out. Hey, Ralph and Eddie. It's Will from Chicago. I'm sorry. It is Sergeant Barnaby from Chicago. Uh, November 10th is the birthday of my beloved United States Marine Corps. I am a Sergeant of Marines. I would like to wish all of my brother and sister Marines a happy birthday. On this day in 1775, our Marine Corps was born in a bar in Tun Tavern in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. God love the Marine Corps. Yes. Battles fought, battles won. God bless the Marine Corps. Semper Fi, Will. Semper Fi. <laughs> Do you know where the, the Marines were born, by the way? Did you happen to hear? Philadelphia. What? Yeah, Philadelphia. In a small tavern in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania in 1775. The infatigable battle force known as the United States Marines was born. And so on this day, we salute them for their service. Semper Fi. You know what Semper Fi stands for? No. It's short for Semper Fidelis. Okay, what's that stand for? That is Latin. Yeah, what's that mean? Always faithful. Uh, Semper Fi. Semper Fi. Happy birthday to all the Marines out a, there. I, I have know. a lifelong friend who's been in the Marines since he graduated high school. Wow. He's been going on 30 years now. He's a... He's he's probably going to stay there then. Yes, he's, he's probably yes. committed. And it was it was for the best. Oh, really? He Did there. he need a little structure? He in his needed life? a lot of structure. It gave him the structure that he needed. It works for some. It does. The military life is absolutely the right path for some yes, people. It is. Would not have uh, not have done well in the oh, no. uh, in the in the military. I would have been murdered by somebody. Yeah. In the Marine Corps, I would have gone uh, Gomer Pyle. <laughs> I would like Vincent D'Onofrio in Full Metal Jacket. I would have lost my mind. Yeah. I would, I would have snapped. I don't do well with structure. I, well, that's obvious. No, I'm not a, I'm not a conformist. I don't structure. No, none of that stuff. No, I like to think it would be like me uh, as Bill Murray in Stripes. Yeah, but I'd be the the <laughs> hilarious jokester that everyone know, knew and loved. They don't like that. But in, in reality, it would have been much more like Private Pile. I would have ended up ending things in the latrine in my underwear. My brother went to Ranger School. Wow. He Army got, Rangers he are got, a hardcore yes, group. Yes, he got all the way through. And then on the last night, you're supposed to sign in every night. He signed in as a joke, Elvis Presley. He had to do Ranger School again. They sent him all the way back to the beginning. Wow. They don't like people joking around. No, they don't have a lot of sense of humor. In the there. armed forces. In the, uh, in the military. But yeah, he went to Ranger School three times. Did he end up becoming a Ranger? He did. Oh, oh well, then yes. Then the story Finally. has an happy ending. Then. Yeah. 
Hey, uh, lyrics, people who don't know them, love you guys. Can't get enough of you. Keep them coming. Hey, Ralph. Yo-ho, Eddie. What a do, crew? Kramer here, four-star, part of the GSS, out of Whittier. Got a misheard lyric for you. My wife for years and years. Rolling Stones. Yes. East of Burden. Love that song. Was somehow big suburban. <laughs> what? Sounds right, but definitely not it. Anyways, LMB. Did she think the Stones were traveling in a large SUV? <laughs> really? They were making their way to the concert in the back of a, a big Chevy SUV? Oh, fuck. Oh. I'll never be your beast of burden. Never be your big suburban. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> hey, you know when we have the four-star general stop by to watch us do things, we like to do uh, Eddie's uh, Drawn in 60 Seconds oh, yeah. because it gives people a chance to watch the master at work and then they can see a glimpse of the artwork before it reaches the public. Very true. Just another little benefit of being a four-star. So it's time for us to do uh, Eddie's Drawn in 60 Seconds. He has exactly one minute if you're new to this bit and he will sketch away and come up with something magical. He always does. He hasn't disappointed yet. And usually we get requests from the Garmy as to what he should draw, and here's today's. Hi, Ralph. It's Jeff. I would like to make a request for uh, Drawn in 60 Seconds. I would like to know what the show saver looks like. Ah, the show saver. Does he have a, a special cape or... A special glove that, mm. that can press the record button. Yes. Or a bionic eye that can see the tape isn't rolling. Mm. I would love to see Eddie's self-portrait of how he sees himself as the show saver. Yeah. That's my, uh, my request. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Show saver does sound like the lamest Marvel superhero <laughs> ever. Or the greatest. Show saver. Please make sure, make sure the recording's on. Nice job, Eddie Penny. <laughs> He's a show saver. Pensos, the show saver. So what does the show saver look like? Show saver. We'll okay. find out in 60 seconds. Drawn in 60 seconds, what's Eddie gonna sketch now? Drawn up, Eddie. What's Ralph's moral gonna be about? Eddie put the paper paper, make a scream and shout. It's drawn in 60 seconds, what's Eddie gonna doodle now? Yeah, what's he gonna doodle now? As you know, we have a timer, runs exactly one minute, and while it does, and Eddie is busy at work, I usually talk about something that's on my mind. Let's start that timer. Yesterday was Carrie's birthday, and I reached out to her, not here only here on the show, but also on social media, and wished her a happy one, and expressed my love and affection for her. And several people, to my amusement, reached out and said, oh, I'm glad to hear you guys are back together again. To which I responded, no, that's not the case. Why did you think so? Because you said such glowing things about her. You were so loving towards her. And it made me realize that we have a preconditioned version of what we think breakups are supposed to be like, especially divorces. We're all conditioned to believe they're filled with animosity and tension and anger. 
And I'm not proud of a lot of things I've done in my life, but I have to say, if you can, choose love when it comes to those relationships that you leave behind. Because there was something about that person that you fell for initially, something about them that you loved. And that thing is still there, although life changes us. Find that thing and focus on that and be kind and loving towards people, even when you're out of being in love with them. It's a, it's a really positive, powerful thing to be able to do. Yes. So again, happy uh, birthday to Carrie. And it was it was funny yesterday, people saying, oh, you guys got back together again. That's great. I'm like, no, no. it's not what happened. But it's, it's nice to see a family structure stay Yeah, especially when you have kids. Especially yes. when you have kids, it's important yes. to, to maintain. And I, I always say, you know, people say, oh, good, you're civil. I say, no, we're beyond civil. We're actually really close still. Yeah. And you can do that. If you make the choice to do it, you absolutely can. Yeah. I've been around you guys, and it hasn't been, like, any different than it was almost when you were married. No, exactly. It feels like almost the same. And... Yeah, it's probably easier for distance and separation to come if you don't have a kid. Yeah. But even that's the case. I would say err on the side of, of kindness and being loving because it's just better. It just feels better, and it makes your life happier. Yeah. So just do that if you can. All right. Let's anyway, take a look at... The, uh, there's the show saver. <laughs> <laughs> Lunging for the record button. There he is. The show saver in flight. With his goggles on. He's got his goggles so he can see whether the show is being recorded or not. And the giant finger, almost a giant, like a dildo-esque finger going to press the recording well, it, it button. Matches the size of the record button. To save the show. There so go. there you go. And once again, we're going to be taking that piece of art and we're going to pick a uh, charity, a worthwhile charity over the weekend for people to donate to. So it'll be uh, money well spent if you want your chance to own a little piece of Drawn in 60 Seconds. Drawn in 60 Seconds, starring Eddie Pence. And you know, every episode, we'd like to play some upbeat music for you, make your day a little bit better. We call them our happy hits. Here's today's request from Nate. Hey, Ralph. Hey, Eddie. Steve. What do crew? Uh, this is Nate, four-star general from Boston. Um, just wanted to request or suggest a happy hit, given the um, message in a trash can that Myrtle Beach sent out. Uh, I was thinking maybe we could do Message in a Bottle by Sting and whatever his band is. I can't remember. Oh, the police. Name. Come whatever. on. All right. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Yeah. I haven't heard any police in a long time. Good band. Yeah. You did mention yesterday that a uh, trash can from Myrtle Beach made its way across the Atlantic Ocean and landed in Ireland. <laughs> That's the perfect message for Myrtle Beach to send out to the world, by the way. Garbage. <laughs> so in honor of that, great suggestion, Nate. Here's today's happy hit message in a bottle.
let that keep going. That stings. He doesn't know when it's no. over. He doesn't listen to the applause. He doesn't. No. Take a cue from me. Sting does what Sting wants nah, to do. You're goddamn right he does. Thanks to everybody who called in today. You, too, can be featured in the Garmy on the Line segment, but in order for that to happen, you must call me. Call me. Hey there, it's Ralph Garman here. I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you are, why not subscribe to The Ralph Report so you can hear it every day, Monday through Friday. For just 15 cents a day, you can be a one-star general supporter, and that will get you the show in your ear holes Monday through Friday. Of course, there are two, three, and four-star general levels as well, which gets you more bonus content and more access to me. So if you like what you're hearing, why not subscribe? Go to patreon.com slash the Ralph Report. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash The Ralph Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. Now it's time for us to take a look at folks who passed away on this day, November 10th, throughout history. We're going to pay tribute to their lives and achievements in a segment known as Hello, Death. Did you electrocute yourself or run into a shell? Hello, Death. Did you eat poison mold or just get old? Hello, death. Did you fall from the sky? Ralph Garman will know why, even though you said goodbye. Hello, death. Hello, death. Hello, death. Hello, that's from our very own Queen Jay, who is uh, attending the uh, show tonight hey, with Jay. us. Hi there. Hi hi there, Jay Stu. <laughs> Hope all's well. She had some health issues recently, yes. but apparently she's back and better than ever. Better than so ever. Glad to hear it. Uh, let's take a look at who passed away on this day, November 10th, in the year 461. St. Leo I, the Italian Pope, died in office. Oh. Well, most of them do. I guess they do, right? Yeah. The Popes, they don't really give that up. No, they don't, they don't retire. Mm-mm. A bad day to be a pope. Apparently in 1549 on this day, Pope Paul III also died. Whoa. So In office? Yes. Okay. On this day in 1891, Arthur Rimbaud, ah, the famous French poet Rimbaud, died at the age of 37. He was known as one of the most influential poets of his time. Mm. Camus referred to him as the poet of revolt oh. and the greatest. He lived an openly gay lifestyle. Good for him. Shocked even the Parisians, who were not very shocked by almost anything. But his relationship with Paul Verlaine was the stuff of legend. Not only were they very open about their torrid affair, but they lived a life filled with absinthe, opium, and hashish. Oh, they really had fun. Oh, I want to party with these guys. They partied a lot. Set the Wayback Machine to hang out with Rimbaud (laughs) and Verlaine. Anyway, he died at the age of 37 on the stage. Oh, maybe it wasn't the best lifestyle. Live fast, die young. Right? He's a good-looking corpse. On this day in 1912, Louis Cyr, French-Canadian strongman, died. He was one of the most famous strongmen in the world at one time. Okay. Did amazing feats of physical strength. He would push a freight car up an incline to show how strong he was. That's stupid. That's not stupid. It's amazing. You blow your knee out, you're done. 
He once backlifted 18 men on a platform totaling 4,337 pounds. God, that's stupid. It's amazing. That's dumb. He lifted 500 pounds with one finger. Oh, he must have had hemorrhoids the size of the grapefruit. Why do you have to turn There's just good no things way. bad? There's no way you're lifting that much weight without having humongous testicle-sized hemorrhoids. Man of strength and power, Louis Sear. You know what he did for a living before he became a strongman? He was a logger. He was a lumberjack. I would, yeah, I don't think you go from a desk job to that's a strongman. <laughs> you get that kind of strength. And he was apparently like 5'8". I probably had low. He probably had tree trunk legs. Oh, he was massive. He was. Yeah. He looked like a, a, a Santarin. That doesn't mean anything to you because you don't watch, you don't watch Doctor Who. But there's some geeks out there laughing their asses right. off right now. Santarins have a head like look. Just they're all neck. It starts with ah. the head and just goes all the way down. They're built like rhinos. That's what he looked like. He probably never sat comfortably in his whole life. He did on a donut. He died at the age of 49 on this day. So again, not a long life. Henry Ford Sinclair died on this day in 1956, founder of Sinclair Oil. Okay. You can still see Sinclair gas stations to this day. You can. There's you know what their right mascot the street, is? A dinosaur. That's the dinosaur. Every day I have to drive by that Sinclair it's right to, up the street. to drive my kid to school. And every day, see, I'm, I'm really getting into my role of father now. I'm oh, hitting my stride, I yeah. think. Where my role is now to annoy her as much as possible. To elicit as many eye rolls as I possibly And you're going to get can. a teenage girl soon, which is going to be perfect. Oh, I can't wait. I'm going to make her life miserable. <laughs> but every day when we drive past this gas station, I say, they have a giant green... It's like brontosaurus. Or a brontosaurus. Yeah, it looks like a brontosaurus. Yeah, a green brontosaurus. Made out of plexi or something else, but they have it changed to a light post because I'm guessing people kept stealing It's them. been removed, I believe, a few times. <laughs> and every day I go... On these days, I'm going to steal that dinosaur. <laughs> and she goes, no, you're not. I go, yes, I am. I'm going to steal that dinosaur. in the backyard one day. They're challenging me by chaining it up. with this. And it's a giant. It's the size of a Volkswagen bug. It's huge. It's a massive dinosaur. But the chain they're using, it looks like something that uh, Ebenezer Scrooge would have to carry in hell. Like Jacob Marley <laughs> shows up wearing this giant, massive silver chain wrapped around him. And I say, they're daring me. They're saying yeah. to me, you can't take this. Yeah. I'm taking that dinosaur. You should take it. I do it every time I drive her to school, making her nuts. But I think to myself, you know what? When I'm dead, she's going to pass a Sinclair right. gas station. And she's going to steal that dinosaur. And she, no, she's going to have a smile on her face because she's going to remember those times. She's not going to steal the dinosaur. <laughs> Missing the whole point. Anyway, uh, Henry Ford, Harry Ford Sinclair died on this day at the age of 80. Uh, Stephen Nagy died on this day in 1966. Stephen Nagy. Yeah. I know that name. Why do I know that name? You don't know the name. He was the American bowler who bowled the first televised perfect game. Oh, no. I'm thinking of Matt Nagy, the head coach of the Bears. Oh, yeah. It's different. That's it. Uh, Stephen bowled a perfect 300 game on television in 1954, becoming the first bowler wow. ever to bowl a perfect How game. How much pressure is on that final frame? So much. Jesus. Yeah. I'd put it right in the gutter. <laughs> on purpose? On purpose. Just to relieve yourself Just of to, the tension? Yeah, I don't need that. I don't need that kind of pressure. Why do I want to roll down there and get nine pins? Oh, that would have been a heartbreaker. String Bean, country singer, comedian, and banjoist String Bean. String Bean. Died on this day in 1973. He was on Hee Haw. He was a Hee Haw Had regular. Had to be on Hee Haw. Oh, sure he was. Here's a little bit of String Bean's work.
Stringbeam is a tall, thin fella. Yeah, I would hope so. You could guess. With that nickname. Leonid Brezhnev, General Secretary Soviet leader, died on this day in 1982. Mm. Brezhnev died of heart attack, so they say, at <laughs> 75 years old. Yeah, 75, you can say. You remember Brezhnev? You're probably not. You're probably not I remember Brezhnev. Brezhnev. I remember Brezhnev. His whole face was about one-third eyebrow. <laughs> Just a massive brow I remember, on that dude. I remember Brezhnev. Ronnie Dyson, one of the great American soul singers. Sadly, his work has kind of been lost to history. People don't really remember him. And he passed away way too young on this day in 1990 at the age of 40. Had a couple big hit singles, top 10 songs, but he's primarily still remembered for his debut on Broadway. He originated the lead role in the American stage musical Hair. In fact, if you listen to the original soundtrack, this is his voice that starts off the whole thing. When the moon is in the seventh house And Jupiter aligns with Mars Then peace will guide the planets And love will steer the stars This is the dawning of the age of Aquarius The age of Aquarius I think you would have made a good hippie no. In the 60s? I like the shower. Yeah, me too. I'm way too much of a neat, yeah, clean freak. I like too. being clean. Can't imagine hanging out at Haight-Ashbury with just a bunch of people I haven't bathed in no, weeks. and the smell of patchouli is just mm, not my thing. Yeah, I not. I would not have fared well in the 60s. And I like sleeping in a bed. I like having a room where I go to sleep at night. I don't like sleeping in cars and I could. Tents. I could have roughed it that way. No. The only thing that really would have held me back is the lack of hygiene. Yeah, that, that's... I, you However, know. you got the free love. That's the upside of the Yeah, but then love. they don't have hygiene either. It's just all dirty and smelly well, and... You counteract each other. Smashing gross. It's like if I eat garlic, you have to eat garlic. Yeah, but so you're still smelling smell garlic. No, you still smell No, you it. don't. Yes, it cancels do. it out. Oh, man. You would have been with the man. No, dirty wee-wees and wah-wahs should not smash. <laughs> it's the worst children's book ever. <laughs> it's a pop-up. 1992, Chuck Connors... American actor known as the Rifleman on television for many seasons. Mm-hmm. What? Uh, I remember the Rifleman. Yeah. I remember that. He was show. a big, successful baseball player before he became an actor. I didn't know that. Yeah. Died at the age of 71 on this day in 1992. 1997, Tommy Tedesco, one of the greatest guitar players in popular music history. He was a member, and I've talked about this group before because I'm fascinated by them, of a group of studio musicians known around here in Los Angeles as the Wrecking Crew. Mm-hmm. And they would go in and back up artists primarily in the 60s, 70s, and the early 80s. Before bands really did a lot of their own performing, if you had a song, if you were Sonny and Cher or Glenn Campbell or the Beach Boys or any number of groups that needed augmented musicianship, yeah. you'd bring in these studio musicians. And this group, the Wrecking Crew, was known as the best. So he played on literally hundreds of top 10 singles throughout the 60s and 70s. Beyond that, he also was a session musician for movie and TV soundtracks, including TV theme songs. He plays, well, first of all, let me give you a list of some of the songs he recorded. Uh, He worked with the Beach Boys, Mamas and the Papas, Everly Brothers, Barbara Streisand, Jan and Dean, Elvis Presley, Sam Cooke, Ella Fitzgerald, Ricky Nelson, Sonny and Cher, Frank Sinatra. I mean, he goes on and on. Mm. But you also hear his guitar on the theme songs for the Batman TV series, MASH, Green Acres, Twilight Zone, and this song.
Tommy Tedesco has been documented as the most recorded guitar player in history. Wow, and no one knows his name. Exactly. That's crazy. It's the reason we do this That's segment. crazy. If you get a chance, there's a documentary, and I've talked about this before, but it's really worth checking out, called The Wrecking Crew, directed by Tommy Tedesco's son, Denny. And it pretty much covers all that ground about how amazing these guys were, some of the best musicians in the world, and nobody knew who they were. But they're on everything. They're on everything. All your favorite hits from the classic rock era. So check it out. Uh, Ken Kesey, American author who wrote One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, died on this day in 2001 at the age of 66. Jack Palance. Jack Palance. (laughs) Character actor. You may remember him from City Slickers. Mm. One thing. You have to know one thing. I remember Believe It or Not. That's where I used to watch him. Believe it or not. Or not. (laughs) I'm Jack Palance. Or remember he was in Batman. He was. He was. He was the mob boss that Jack Nicholson's Joker uh, was an underling for. Jack. It's an important job. I need someone I can trust. (laughs) You are my number one guy. And then Nicholson does that impression of yeah. him later in the episode. And he did the one-arm push-ups when he won the Oscar. That's right. I forgot about yeah. that. What a character. He died on this day in 2006. Norman Mailer, famous American novelist, died on this day in 2007. Boy, so many books, so many uh, successful novels. What was your favorite Norman Mailer novel, do you think, of all time, oh. if you had to pick one? Paper Rock Dog. <laughs> That's... That doesn't even make any goddamn sense. Well, paper rock dog. He followed up with paper rock scissors. No, but no. You Executioner's you song, work. The Naked and the Dead, Armies of the Night, The Castle in the Forest, Portrait of Picasso as a Young Man, Tough Guys Don't Dance, The Prisoner of Sex. Oh, Prisoner of Sex. Yeah. Sounds read good, that one. Right? You, you want to read that more than scissors, paper pa- rock dog. Dog, paper. Paper rock dog. Dino De Laurentiis, Italian film producer, died on this day in 2010. He uh, gave us King Kong, you may remember, Ooh. famously the reboot. He was the one who put a semi-nude Jessica Lange in the hand of Kong. That was the one with Russell, right? Kurt Russell? No, Je- Jeff Bridges. Oh, Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges, Jeff Bridges Charles right. Grodin, right. and uh, Jessica Lange. That's introducing right. Jessica right. Lange, her first big role. All right, you know what we do at this point. We find a food related to someone who has passed away. We run it past Eddie Pence to see if it's something he'd be willing to eat. Or even stick up his ass, then pull out. Today is no different. We're going to run the food past him, and then we'll pull the handle of the patented Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine. If the reels go round and round and they stop and they match... Jackpot. Oh, much rejoicing. However, if the reels are mismatched... (laughs) Yeah, it means he's not going to eat it, and we're all horribly disappointed. On this day in 1985, I remember this day as if it was yesterday. One of the most tragic days in Philadelphia. 85. 85. Goalie for the Philadelphia Flyers, Pele Lindbergh, died in a drunk driving accident. Mm. He was, and probably, the last great goaltender Philadelphia Flyers ever had was Pele Lindbergh. He was amazing. He was one of the first European goalies drafted into the NHL. And he was the second coming of Bernie Perrant. If you know that name, he was the big goalie for the Flyers back in their cup years. Yeah. But he took them to the cup in 1985. He died shortly after that, that series. But 
he was going to be the guy for many years to come and tragically died. I don't think he was 24, 23 years old. Yeah, that sucks. He had went to a party with the rest of the team, got into a Porsche and drove home drunk and uh, took his own, his own life. It was horrible. Uh, Pelly was Swedish. And of course, like many Swedes his age, every Thursday, he grew up eating etchopach ach pankakor. Sounds Vulcan. It was like a Vulcan dish. Echopa ach pankakor, which was something that the school kids in Sweden eat, and still to this day, many of them eat every Thursday. Really? It's a big Thursday food. Okay. Uh, primarily because it was served in the armed forces there in Sweden every Thursday. So it kind of became like a Thursday food there. Okay, that's weird. Here's how you pronounce it. I think I got it right. Echopa ach pankakor. There you go. Nah, that sounds like nothing what you said. Echopa. You sound like William Shatner trying to get off the fucking Genesis device. That's what I said. That's not at all what you said. It's like Christopher Lloyd speaking Klingon. That's what I said. That's Lloyd. Speaking Klingon. Anyway, <sighs> kids in Sweden know exactly what I'm talking about. It is a beloved classic Swedish dish, Eddie Pence. Will you eat it? What is it? Oh, I'm sorry. I guess you I gotta let me know you. what it is. Well, let's listen to the Swedish chef. She's gonna tell us all Schmergen. about it. Bergen, Bergen, Not that Swedish chef from the Muppets. An actual chef from Sweden. Etchoppa <laughs> is a kind of pea soup made of split peas. The soup has also some pork inside, among other things. And after eating your pea soup, you normally eat some pankakor misylt, normally yugubsylt, which is strawberry jam. This dish is normally eaten on Thursdays, på torsdagar. During school lunches, every Thursday it is etchoppa och pankakor on the menu. Right. Having it on a Wednesday would be crazy. No. That would never happen. No, nobody's eating this on a Wednesday. <laughs> All I got was pea soup, strawberry jam, yes. and, and among other things. Yes. So, what do you say? You in or you out? <laughs> no, I'll do a better job, Please. perhaps, of clarifying. She speaks a little bit better than the Swedish chef in the moment. <laughs> Get ready to teleport out of here. <laughs> it is a yellow peas that are split. Yellow peas. Yellow peas split and made into a creamy soup they that say, also has pork in it and is flavored with thyme as the spice. What's with the strawberry jam? Well, it's an entire meal. You get a big bowl of steamy uh, echopa, which is the soup, and then the akpankakor. <laughs> is the second half of the meal, which is pancakes slathered in strawberry jam. So you eat the soup, and then you finish it off by eating... So you have to have the whole thing. Yes, it comes as a set. It's the soup and pancakes and jam in one sitting. That's the meal. And do yellow peas taste like green peas? Oh, no. Are they sweeter? Or are they not as sweet. Not as sweet? Not as sweet as green peas, yeah. So uh, it is... Once again, in my perfect Swedish, I will give you the or name. Klingon. I will give you the name. Echopa Ochpankakor is the name of this dish that's only served on Thursdays, mind you. You got to keep that in mind. 
So would Eddie Pence, if he was in school in Sweden on a Thursday? <laughs> or on Genesis. <laughs> would he be diving in to a chopa och pankakor? Just imagine you dress like a Klingon every time you say it. I am speaking spot on Swedish. Okay. I will not be disparaged oh. by the likes of you, sir. Would Eddie mm. eat it? It's only one way for us to find out. Let's pull that handle. Here we go. Pankakur. <laughs> but the uh, the reels there didn't match up. Eddie. No, they don't, because I'm not eating that. I don't I'm... know what it is. And you can't tell me what day to eat something either. There's too many rules with your food. I'll I won't eat it on Thursday on principle. <laughs> I mean, a fucking night, uh, you know, Wednesday would be crazy. Look, the Ooh. Swedes have a lot going on. Yeah, do they? Yeah. So it must be it must be nice to have one day a week, you know, for sure what you're going to be I eating. I don't even know what's in it. They said among other things. It's That's not a... It's basically pork and pea soup, and then you get some pancakes slathered in strawberry jelly. So thrown together. <laughs> no, it sounds perfectly delicious. No. <sighs> what a shock. Eddie Pence. Mm-hmm. Not enjoying a chopa ok pancakor. <laughs> you cling on bastards. <laughs> you killed my, you killed my son. <laughs> and that's it on today's Hello Death. Hello Death. You're dead now, so shut up. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't know if anybody else is enjoying today's show, but I'm having a blast. I'm having a ball. All right. Now it's time to take a look at the entertainment news in a segment I call the Showbiz Beat. Uh, Let's get serious for a moment. Yes. Because this man deserves a proper send-off. Dean Stockwell has passed away. What an enormous talent. Uh, Of course, star of Quantum Leap for many seasons on television. He was an Oscar and Emmy nominee, 85 years old, apparently passed of natural causes, but... What a life lived this guy. Started, uh, was born minutes from here in North Hollywood, California. Became a child star at the age of seven. Really? Appeared on Broadway at the age of seven. Was in movies by the time he was about nine years old. Till he was about 12. Very successful child actor. Then went back to the stage for a bit. Did a movie version of the stage play that he was starring in when he was in his 20s. With Roddy McDowell. Had success with that. And then the career sort of dried up. Yeah. And he was literally packing boxes to move out of California. He had received his, uh, not California, but Hollywood. He had just gotten his real estate license. Mm. He was going to get into the real estate business because acting, he thought, well, I had my shot and that was my thing and then it's over. And a friend of his, Harry Dean Stanton, who we've talked about this, who we've talked about on this show before, talked him coming down to do a film with uh, Vim Vendors called Paris, Texas in 1984 which he accepted the role and did it, and that blew up. It was an independent film that did massive business and also got great critical acclaim. And then the offers started rolling in, Blue Velvet and Dune and Married to the Mob. And then next thing you know, he's uh, uh, he's a TV star on Quantum Leap. That's crazy. He worked for the rest of his so life. So close to leaving the business, and then that happened. I'll tell you, man. I need to pack up. You do. Start packing his boxes, see if you can fool the, the powers that be. <laughs> I'll be like, I'm leaving now. I'm All right, leaving. see ya. Uh, he was also great in the reboot of Battlestar Galactica, too. He was great in that. Oh, 
But uh, super talented. Everyone is saying also, besides being talented, could not be a nicer human being. Oh, that's nice to hear. Scott Bakula, his co-star in Quantum Leap, said, he made me a better human being just by working with him for five years. Was he he involved in the reboot of that, the new version of Quantum Leap? Well, they had talked about it. Yeah. And Bakula has said they've talked about it, but nothing uh, concrete has come. But Bakula wanted Stockwell to be involved Mm -hmm. if there was anything. But I don't think they've even started production on that. Um, he said the one of the interesting thing he always noticed was how protective Stockwell was of young performers on the set because he was a child actor oh, himself. Yeah. So he would always check in on their well-being and make sure that they were being taken care of. Oh, man. Which is nice. Like a nice guy. Indeed. And this was shocking. You know, I love me a good collectible story. Yes. Prop Store, which is a really cool auction house uh, based in the UK, but they have a uh, United States uh, branch as well. But they have massive, like, high-end prop and costume auctions a couple times a year. They're going through one right now as we speak. And the big surprise was Will Ferrell's elf costume from the movie Elf. Oh, really? Buddy the Elf. <laughs> the costume went up for auction this week. They were, once again, here were the projections. From $27,000 to $42,000 was the expected uh, price that that was going to fetch. That seems right to me. Does that seem right that in the ballpark? Right. The ballpark for you? It goes more than that. Let me tell you what it went for, Eddie Pence. So let's let's play a little game. How much money do you think the uh, elf costume, Buddy the Elf costume, finally went so for? So it went for over the forty-seven or whatever you said. Uh, I said forty-two thousand dollars. The, uh, the projection was twenty-seven thousand dollars to forty-two thousand. And it went over that. That was in. That was where they thought it would land. I'll give you a hint. It did. It did go for more than that. A uh, hundred grand. Want to try again? Two hundred grand. Want to try again? It can't be three hundred grand. What? Just a hair under two hundred and ninety-six thousand seven hundred and two dollars and sixty-six cents. Just nuts. Just a hair under three hundred thousand dollars for the Buddy the Elf costume. I mean, I love that movie, but I don't think that's part of like cinema history. That's like that's like the Fonz, Fonzie's jacket that we were talking if, about. If you're a Christmas guy, that's crazy. That's quite the uh, feather in your cap. I mean, I could see like the the pink bunny pajamas from a Christmas story going for like three hundred grand. You know, because it was released in our lifetime, we don't see Elf as a Christmas classic. Yeah, but I to guess. generations after us, they grew up watching it on television every year, and yeah. they it's a it's a big deal. I guess. I guess. No word on who actually paid that much money. That's but, crazy. Uh, is crazy. Speaking of crazy, the Wilson volleyball from Tom Hanks's movie Castaway, yeah, also sold in the same auction, three hundred and eighty-eight thousand dollars for the volleyball wow. that Tom Hanks talks to. In that's Castaway. Tom Hanks's real blood on there, though, right? I don't like, believe that's his that's, real DNA that that's you're buying. Case. No, that's not how it, should. Not how it would have to be for me to spend that kind of money. Take a look at today's celebrity birthdays. All these stars born on November tenth. Lyricist Sir Timothy Rice. Tim Rice is 77 years old today, best known for his collaborations with Andrew Lloyd Webber, of course. Shows they did together, Joseph, the amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, Jesus Christ Superstar, Evita. He also worked with Disney on Aladdin and Lion King. And he worked with Bjorn and Benny from ABBA. They wrote the musical Chess together, featuring one of the greatest goddamn songs ever.
Bangkok, oriental setting. But the city doesn't know what the city is getting. I want to do that musical, just like that. Actor comedian Sinbad is 65 years old. Hugh Bonneville, sure, at Downton Abbey, whatever. He's the goddamn dad in the Paddington movies. That's all you need to know. <laughs> He's 58 today. Tommy Davidson from In Living Colors, 58 also. Tracy Morgan is 30. Nope. 30? He, he was on 30 Rock. I got my numbers confused. He's 53 years old. <laughs> Mackenzie Phillips is 62. Daughter of John Phillips. Ugh, let's not get into that. Mm. But she was a big star on One Day at a Time of the sitcom. Huh? This is it. Ellen Papeo from Grey's Anatomy is 52. By the way, apologies to Eric Dane. It was his birthday yesterday? I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. I said he was McSteamy or something? No, no it wasn't said, McSteamy. No, we said Patrick. McDreamy. Pat McDreamy. Patrick Dempsey. Dempsey was McDreamy. McDreamy. Right. Eric Dane was, in fact, McSteamy. McSteamy. Walter Goggins from The Shield and Unicorn, 50 years old. Josh Peck from Drake and Josh. Now I think he's the star of the reboot of Turner and Hooch over there on Disney+. Plus. Oh. He's 35. Kiernan Shipka, who played Don Draper's daughter on Mad Men, and now she's the Sabrina the Teenage Witch. She's 22. And singer-guitarist Jim Adkins of Jimmy Eat World is 46. It just takes some time That's it for today's Celebrity Birthdays. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the showbiz beat. And now it's time for us to go across the pond, much like that trash can from Myrtle Beach did. Landed in Ireland. We're going to land in England and talk to our UK correspondent. It's Mr. Steve Ashton. Steve. Steve. Steve Ashton. Ralph, because you, you know, you're so beloved. You make Fred Rogers look like Aaron Rogers. <laughs> Topical, open. I was very, very pleased with myself when I came up with that one. Well done, <laughs> hey, sir. Just, thank you. Hey, just right at the top, I want to give a trigger warning um, for all the haters who say that all I do is just like crap on celebrities and just be negative. Yes, that's exactly what's going to be happening today. So for those people, I suggest press the skip ahead button or just sit and hate listen as usual. Um, because today it's a, it's a very special axis of evil UK update today. <laughs> so let's start with the first one. Vacuous, inflamed, prolapsed, bumhole James Corden's in the news. What's up with Jimmy? Well, thankfully, a number of the GAMI let me know about this. A petition has been set up to block James Corden from starring in the forthcoming silver screen adaptation of the blockbuster musical Wicked. Hmm. Yes. Yeah, apparently. So chart-topping pop star Ariara, Ariara, I always fucking struggle with this name. Ariana Grande. There, there you is. go. Uh, yeah, and British Oscar nominee Cynthia Arrivo will appear in the movie, but if fans get their wish list, the sausage casing filled with watery oatmeal will not be joining them. <laughs> now, the online petition simply states James Corden in no way, shape or form should be in or near the production of Wicked the movie. That's pretty much it. And that's a direct quote. At the time of recording this uh, update, Ralph, the petition aimed at the producers of Universal Studios had attracted nearly 70,000 signatures and counting. It's quite a lot, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Now, signatories cited reasons for adding their names, including we've suffered enough and he must be stopped. <laughs> <laughs> 
the people now when I we first started this show when you first started this show three nearly four years ago now I was going on about corn being shit I think people are now coming around to realize just how fucking horrendous he is he's a household name of course in the US thanks to his late show but he's yet to publicly respond to the petition although knowing him he will try and get ahead of it and take ownership of it right and say oh how utterly brilliant he thinks it is and and how he signed it and his crew have all signed it and his wife which is likely true <laughs> i mean just looking through the there's so many and it's all people from all over the world there's all sorts of names so there's an s ashton there's a, a steve ashton there's a stephen ashton there's a stephen ashton with a ph there's a stephen tripod ashton and there's a steve <laughs> there's a steve danger ashton danger yeah, so it's my middle name. Right. Let's hope Mike Lindell and Rudy Giuliani aren't looking into the legitimacy of, <laughs> of the signees. Hey, Storm Drain, this is the second part of the Axis of Evil. Storm Drain full of rotting bandages and badger cadavers. Ed Sheeran's in the news. <laughs> um, he was on SNL this past weekend. He did some singing and he was also in a sketch. Now, I didn't watch the singing, of course, uh, but here he is taking part in a sketch based on a talk show hosted by Dion Warwick. Let's bring out our next guest, Ed Sheeran. <laughs> Uh, I'm really glad to be here. Of course you are. <laughs> now, you did a song called South of the Border. My question is, are you nasty? Yeah, a little bit. Oh, good, good, good. Because I think that's healthy. All right. You're writing a song for the next season of Ted Lasso. What I'd like to know is, what is Apple TV and how do you get it on a Dell computer? Um... Is that the best question for me to answer? I don't know. Shoot. All right. Did you know Ed Sheeran backwards is Dionne Warwick? I don't think it is. Well, you know, I read that Elton John calls you every morning. Why would he talk to you and not me? Personally, I prefer to talk to me. Well, uh, I mean, me and Elton are doing a Christmas song together. Oh, damn. Okay. Apparently, you and everyone else. Am I beefing with Elton John? <laughs> okay, you can go. Go on and go. So say what you want about Ed Sheeran, and I do. Um, you have to would you really do have to admire his commitment to staying in character, an insipid, limp, empty vessel of personality. <laughs> He's really committed. Quite because quite often, Ralph, honestly, don't you? You get you get people who have very little social skills or any personality and they try and overcompensate sometimes don't they you know people like that yes you know they yeah they wear like ironic t-shirts you know what i mean or they talk about how pineapple doesn't belong on pizza or how they're so scared of clowns you know what i mean or <laughs> you know they have a cache of memes that they post on social media as a replacement for anything funny or original to say do you know what i mean or you know or they all or they have loads of tattoos and piercings <laughs> stunt replacements <laughs> It's scant replacement for a personality. Um, but Sheeran doesn't, does he? I mean, I admire his stick to itiveness uh, because, you know, he's all in on being a lifeless musical toilet brush. And I admire that about the man. Anyway, look, I've got it. 
I've got to go now, Ralph. I'm actually starting my own online petition. Um, it's it's a thing. I know. I, I think I'm going to put this in the sort of somewhat environmental category. I really believe it has an effect on our environment. It's the effort to ban something that has been poisoning everyone for years um, who comes into contact with it. And as a society, I think we've endured it for far too long. Wow. Uh, so it's time to once and end, once and for all, end it. And that's Daniel Radcliffe's acting. <laughs> He's had chance after chance, and he still can't manage it. So I'm off to sign that with all of the fucking monikers Edwin has on this show. <laughs> I'll talk to you again on Friday. And Steve will be joining us on Friday, not only for the last UK update of the week, but for our Video Vault segment. Ooh. We will salute. We, 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 we will salute the military because uh, right. uh, Thursday is Veterans Day. Mikhail's Navy. And, and uh, Remembrance Day. Uh, our friends to the north in Canada are also celebrating. Yes. But right now, it's Wednesday. And around here, that can only mean one thing. It's time for a one-hit wonder. It's a one-hit wonder. One-hit wonder. One-hit wonders. It's a very common tale. Today's one-hit wonder request comes to us courtesy of Bonnie in Rockford, Illinois. She sent me an email, and you can do that too. Ralph at the RalphReport.com or Eddie or Steve at that same email address. Bonnie writes, I was listening to the 80s channel on Sirius XM the other day. I've mentioned here before, but in case you don't know, I'm addicted to that station. Yeah. The 80s channel on Sirius. Yeah, I do like it. They have all of the original MTV VJs mm -hmm. as the DJs on it. You got Alan Hunter. Yeah. You got uh, Goodman, Mark Goodman. Yeah. And then you got Nina Blackwood. <laughs> Need some hot tea. Who I was listening to in the car, <laughs> taking my kid again to school the other day. And she was like, someone needs to help that woman it sounds like she's in pain nina always had a gravelly voice oh yeah but now she's like and coming up next we're gonna hear some culture club it's 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 hard to listen to but that's neither here nor there bonnie writes i was listening to sirius uh, xm the other day and i heard a song that i loved but hadn't heard since junior high i didn't even know the name of the band and frankly, I thought this song was done by some other 80s band like Roxette or someone. But it turns out I learned the name of the band and assumed they must be a one-hit wonder because I never heard of these guys again. Can you please tell me more about them, Bonnie in Rockford, Illinois? Absolutely, Bonnie. I'm happy to talk to you about Sly Fox. Oh, Sly Fox yeah. made up of two guys. It was a duo in the 1980s. Gary Mudbone Cooper and Michael Camacho. And they had a smash hit single in 1986, I want to say. I think it was 86. Uh, yeah, 86. And it was a massive, massive hit. But they were largely a creation of a producer in a studio. They weren't a legitimate band in the sense that they had been working together for right. years. They were assembled in the studio for just this purpose. A producer named Todd Courier, excuse me, Ted Courier, presented these two as wholesome Living clean teen idols, basically. That was the plan. And Gary Cooper was already an established artist. He had been working with Parliament Funkadelic and other black artists in the day. Michael Camacho was a good-looking kid who was an actor but also could sing, and they threw them together in the studio and came up mm -hmm. with Sly Fox. In fact, they called Gary Sly. That was his nickname. Right. And the good-looking white kid was Fox. Fox. For Foxy. Yeah, because he was Foxy. <laughs> and they, would, they went out and did a big press push Kept talking about, look at us. Look how diverse we are. He's black and I'm white. And we're a, we're a duo. We work together and we love each other and we create music. 
It was like I Spy. Remember that show yes. with Robert Culp and Bill Cosby? It was like the uh, it was the the Miami Vice of popular yeah. music at the time. And they released an album that was basically bashed by everyone who heard it with a lot of filler tracks. But there was one single on it that caught the attention of not just America, not just Canada and the UK, but the world. It was called Let's Go All the Way. Boy, was it a hit. Top 20 in Australia, South Africa, and Belgium. But then top five in Ireland, Netherlands. In the UK, it went to number three. Here in the United States, it only reached number seven, but still cracked the top 10. And number one in Canada, Sly Fox, with their literal one-hit wonder. They released this single and the album, and then that was it wow. for Sly Fox. Wow. But you got to love this one. Here it is. Let's go all the way. Nineteen eighty-eight, the group disbanded, and that was all she wrote for Sly wow. Fox. Or Sly Fox. It tends to happen, I think, with these prefab manufactured producer right. bands when they just throw a couple guys together because they've got a marketing concept right. and a plan They're to not, release. They never tried to make it and then stick through There's it. There's no real relationship yes. built between these two guys other than they were thrown in the studio right. together. But uh, it's a catchy tune. It is. Can't deny it. And it is literally one of the most one-hit wonders we've ever featured here on One Hit Wonder Wednesday. It's the one-hit wonder. One-hit wonder. One-hit wonders. It's a very common tale. Let's go all the way. We should do a cover of that. We should. Or a duo. Absolutely. They were thrown together by happenstance. Sly Fox. 
Let's go all the way. That sounds right. You handle the vocals. Bagawada dick dick. Bagawada dick dick. And you sing, and I'll do the backup stuff. It'll be good. I like it. All right, kids. That's it for today's show. I hope you had as much fun as I did, but I find it unlikely. Uh, probably not. Maybe tomorrow's show you'll like more than I do, but uh, not today's, boy. <laughs> I had a good time. That's it. Join us tomorrow. Oh, it's Thursday tomorrow. That means sexy time here Ooh. on the Ralph Report. We'll take a look at an aspect of human sexuality and do a deep dive into it at Ralph Sex University. Also, uh, what else tomorrow? The usual uh, shenanigans. Yes. Oh, tomorrow we're going to have our uh, confessional open again. Oh. We're going to take a look at some of the Garmy members confessing their secrets, things they're ashamed of, needed oh. to get off their chest, and finally share with us here on The Round I'm Report. excited now. So a lot of good stuff on tomorrow's show. Come on back and enjoy it, won't you? But you can't unless you take care of yourself. Stay good in the hood. Yeah. Keep some distance if you're not sure about somebody. Stay sweet at six feet. See Aaron Rodgers around. Don't get too close to him. You know, people are saying about Aaron Rodgers, you know, it's strange. He seemed like such a reasonable guy and stuff. And I was like, no, he never did. No, he's, he's very kind of a prick. He's always kind of a prick. Always. And he's dating that Shalene Woodley chick. Yeah. And she's famous for saying, well, I half an hour a day, I open up my vagina to the sun because it gives me energy. <laughs> I mean, she's a total loon. Yeah. So they're the perfect couple. I think just people, because people... Thought because he was an atheist, he was like, "Oh, maybe I he's a little different than everybody else." But no, he's just he's a prick like everybody just else, a, just a dick like everyone else. Yeah, he's don't no be different. fooled by those State Farm commercials. No. He's not palling around with the guy in the red shirt. No, that guy him, hates him. Who gives him a good rate? That guy thought he was vaxxed on the commercials. That's set. right. Now he's got to get tested every day. <laughs> uh, take care of yourselves, kids, because life is life. Yeah, we want yours to be long, happy, and healthy. So we'll talk to you tomorrow. Until tomorrow, love you, mean it. Bye. 